When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Okay, we are recording. Hi, Mom. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And cut. (laughs) Perfect. End of the episode. Actually, that'd be a great blooper. You should save that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely going to keep that in. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. We got to have a blooper reel for a random behind-the-scenes podcast. This will be great. All right. So meta. <laughs> it is meta. My gosh. All right. First of all, Behind foremost, the scenes, behind the scenes. Of the scenes behind those scenes, we're getting way too meta. My inception Oh, my God. Brain. It's like the inception of... Exactly. <laughs> my gosh. All right. There we go. Now we actually have the uh, the logo up. So Beautiful. Okay. So, um, you can edit out my ums, by the way. I, I would hope that you would edit out my ums. Um, no, no, those have to stay no. in for yeah. the organic Eka, nature. middle name, I am not taking your sass right now. <laughs> well, you're getting it. Please so. don't tell me that I am the group dad of this particular call. Please don't. Uh... I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Okay. Hey, I, I gotta be a mom all day, okay? Just let me live. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You can have this. My, you can have this. My husband is on conference all week, so yeah. I am like two parents this whole week. Oh, man. Wow. Yep. And my middle child is sick and has a fever of like 102. So, oh, my you know. That's fun. I know fun. how that goes. That's, that's, uh, that's scrumptious. That makes you feel good as a parent. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey. Let's have some fun. Let's bring that up. I know yeah. that there's some tough stuff going on between people not being able to sleep because it's four in the morning and other people that have sick kids and other things, but we're here. We're hanging. This is going to be good. Let me give a general introduction and then we can just jump into this, okay? All right. Hello and welcome. Uh, my name is Dale Spaulding. I am part of the cast and crew of the Spire City Stories production blood and betrayal it's a new podcast a new audio drama that you can catch it's kind of the brainchild of our very own chris um and you can introduce yourself a little bit as well mr chris yeah okay hello everybody my name's chris um i am a voice actor and the uh producer i guess of uh spire city blood and betrayal um yeah, it's been a real joy working with everybody on this so far. Um, so, yeah, awesome. so I guess me doing <laughs> doing most of the uh, doing all the the hard work, all the editing. That's uh, yes. taking a while, but it's been a lot. You're, of fun you're very that. modest. You're very modest in saying that you're just the producer. You're the voice. You're one of the voice talents. 
you're also kind of the creator of this particular story. And we'll get more into that as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we have uh, Becca, who's joining us. She's also a member of our cast. Becca, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name is Becca. I am a voice actor and singer-songwriter who will also be contributing some music to Blood and Betrayal. So, so glad to be here. Mm-hmm. That is excellent. We have a hodgepodge of talents going on, uh, yeah, and yeah. I'm really excited for that. Uh, just so that you listening at home understand, this is going to be a very open forum. We have some questions in mind, but we'd like to just make this an open discussion so that you can kind of get a feel of what Spire City Stories is, as well as the minds and talents that are behind it, for better or for worse. So, <laughs> let's, uh, dun, let's dun, jump dun. into it. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Um, Yes, this is the energy that we have in a typical recording session. Um, yeah. And it's not even this project, it's any project. We, we've worked together on several projects now um, that we're very excited about. But for now, we're going to focus on Spire City. Uh, for now, I'd like, to, I'd like to start with one question. Um, and if you guys have questions of your own that you want to ask either Chris or me or Becca, then go ahead and just throw them out there. Again, this is a very open forum. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to really get to know you guys uh, and to know your experience as voice actors, I want to ask, what's your favorite kind of character to watch or listen to? And I guess maybe let's have ladies first. Becca, mm. why don't you uh, jump in here? What's your favorite kind of character to watch or listen to when you're either watching a movie or listening to an audio drama? Uh, let's see. I guess my favorite characters are ones that go through a transformation, you know, especially when you have a character that's that's either conflicted or just not really sure of who they are, where they're going, like their motivations are changing. Mm-hmm. I always find that so fascinating to see that evolution happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like to, I tend to agree with that actually. I really like the idea of watching a character going from one position in their life or in their character and then shifting and transforming into something else. Uh, and the, the little minutiae that happen in between is so fascinating to me. The, the, the real creativity, at least for me, is seeing people that are portraying these characters and the decisions that they make to show that shift over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, love, I love that idea, Becca. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, well, I have to agree with, um, with Becca on, on hers. I, I do enjoy seeing the evolution of a character as time progresses. Um, I guess I really enjoy the type of characters that are kind of just really driven by one specific thing, be it like another person, a love interest, or um, some kind of passion that they have. That That's the one thing that they pursue and like want to achieve that uh, that goal I like that I like that okay maybe as a follow up for both of you can you give me an example character that kind of follows that train of thought for each of you Becca I'm going to jump back to you and pick on you some more is there a specific (laughs) character that you have in mind that follows that transformative kind of thesis statement you gave us earlier 
Ah, uh, let me think. Could be um, a favorite character too. Yeah, you know, um, the first thing that comes to mind is the character of Sophie in Hal's Moving Castle. I don't know if either of you are familiar Absolutely, with that. Absolutely, I have. Absolutely, I've seen that. Yeah, so what I love about her character is that she just, she starts off very timid, very self-contained. You know, she's just working in this hat shop and not going out with her mother, her, you know, her friends. But then she she kind of learns to have faith in herself and also to assert herself. And, and I don't know, for people who may not be familiar with the movie, um, this is a Hayao Miyazaki movie, and she gets transformed literally into an old woman. Mm-hmm. So not only is she going through like an emotional journey, but she's also going through like a physical journey. And what I really like about it too is that as she grows and progresses as a person, her physical transformation is also changing. So she's kind of going back to a younger self, you know, mm-hmm. even though there may be times where she shifts back to being an older woman, but just, and, and then I don't want to give any spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone's no going to watch it. No but you, you just, you have to watch it. It's, it's amazing. Beautiful. Nice. Right, what about thanks, you, Dale? Becca. You're asking yeah. me, well, hold on, we got to jump over to Chris. No, 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 I'm making sure you get your stuff out first, and then you can pick on me. No, come uh, on, Dale, this is equal opportunity. You said it was a round table. Okay, it's a round table, that's fine. I thought I could hide behind that. I thought I was being the moderator, but it's fine. Ha <laughs> uh, Okay, so my favorite kinds of characters. I like a character that has duality. Mm-hmm. So the the kind of characters that put off a front or a facade a lot of times is what um, actors are trained to uh, analyze and to portray. This facade, this outer face that the character is just accustomed to doing and giving to people. Inside, however, there is this inner conflict. There is a contrast to if they're really big, strong, and confident on the outside, they could be very timid, quiet, and pensive on the inside. Uh, I really like being able to see characters do that kind of a thing and I think my favorite example of that the most prominent for obvious reasons for me is Thor in Thor Ragnarok and it's it's a really sharp contrast because the earlier two iterations are literally Shakespearean like we have mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh and I really hope I'm saying his name mm-hmm. right but we have him directing the first film and then we have someone else doing the second film both cases Thor is very Shakespearean and how he speaks, how he treats people, how he thinks. But in the third movie, we see that he's developed a facade. It's still the same Shakespearean Thor. Very emotive, very soft on the inside. But he comes off as this kind of... I don't know if the word is himbo, but I think that's the best description that I have for the, the, the facade, the face that he gives people most of the time. And yes, he's lovable. We already knew that. But it's really accentuated in Thor Ragnarok. So that's that's to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Chris, no, you're not off the hook. Do you have a specific <laughs> character in mind for your explanation for your favorite kind of character? Um, well, the one that I can think of off the top of my head right now, because I've been watching it most recently, is one of the main characters from... Um, God, uh, Seven Deadly Sins... Uh, the anime uh, his character called Meliodas he's the, char- he's the captain of the seven deadly sins 
and he is um, he's all about the it's it's all about the the love interest about how he's trying to um, dispel a curse that was placed mm-hmm. on him and his and the love interest. Um, and this has been going on for thousands of years, and he's trying to end it. Um, and it's a really when I first started watching it, I it's like he seems like a really lovable, uh, kind of happy-go-lucky character. But the more yeah. the story progresses, the more you find out about this backstory. Um, and it's uh, it's really good. I was really surprised that I, you know, watched um, through the entire entirety of the show. Wow, but, uh, it's good. As a mark of a good show, as if it can keep you for the entire series, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Thanks for answering your first question. You have won a brownie point. Take that <laughs> home and spend it as you will. Um, Don't spend so... it all in one place, though. Nope, exactly right. You have to have the pennies and nickels and dimes. Um, (laughs) Wow, that was random. Okay. (laughs) Do you guys have any questions thus far? Any questions you want to pose here? Um, Yeah, I guess I have a question. It can uh, work for both of you two as well. Um, Sure. When I approached you with the idea... Uh, especially because you're writing, uh, Dale, you're the writer for yes. this. What were your initial uh, thoughts when I approached you for the idea for this um, this podcast, the the, uh, the audio drama? Sure. For me, I feel like it was kind of in line already with some of the other projects that I've been working on personally. The only difference was the audio drama aspect. So that has been a stretch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sci-fi. I'm one of those that has constantly looked at stories like Star Wars, uh, Avatar, um, a couple other ones as well. Transformers is a favorite of mine. Uh, and the mm-hmm. first Michael Bay film, none of the other ones are canon <laughs> in my brain. Um, <laughs> only number one. But that's besides the point. I love being able to pick apart and see different aspects of science fiction and what the genre does for the story that you're trying to tell. It's not just that you're in this steampunk world. What about being in the future? What about being on limited resources? What about all these different things contributes to the struggles that we face in our day? And you that's mean, really what clued me into this as a writer. <laughs> yeah, that too. Cyberpunk, steampunk, there's a few different punks in there, but... Mm-hmm. Um, as far as how I've related my experiences and my interests, I feel like taking that steampunk, taking that cyberpunk, taking uh, elements of futurism, taking elements that are kind of a little more pessimistic, kind of like mm-hmm. the world is on a, on a low note at this point. Um, all of those together, I feel like are apropos for where we are in our world today. But I also feel yeah. like it's a good way to safely discuss really important topics i mean good art will always talk about specific and challenging topics um and i feel like this is the opportunity that i have to be able to explore that awesome uh what about you becca what did you think when i first uh brought forward the idea well i've always been a fan of shakespeare um 
dating back to when I started doing acting, actually. Um, I started in community theater, and actually the first play that we did was Midsummer Night's Dream. So <laughs> I've, <Awesome>. been, <laughs> I've been doing Shakespeare for a little while. <laughs> so I love um, the spin that having it in a cyberpunk setting gives it, um, especially because, you know, the the idea of like these families that are like prominent, they especially, you know, like House Deluxe, which is, you know, the, the dominant driving force. I feel like it also echoes a lot of the same themes that we see now, you know, with having a very small group of individuals that have so much power and then a lot of people who are scraping by with barely nothing. And, you know, it's 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 an interesting combination to have this very old classic story combined with a very futuristic and, um, you know, yet timely setting. So yeah. I, I really like that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you both. And thank you, Chris, for the question. Again, if you have any other ideas or any other thoughts, if any curiosity about uh, the production or about us as actors, uh, just remember that we uh, um, will be turning those questions back to you at some point or in some way. So just be ready. If you can't give it, then, then, then or if you can't take it, then don't give it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's dun, let's dun, actually... Done, done, done. Okay. So I actually... Becca, you brought up the idea that you started in community theater, and that's fantastic. Um, I'm curious, though, how did you transition your acting into voice acting? Was it always a part of your experience, or was it later on the road, and what pushed you into that? Oh, no. I mean, it was actually not even on my radar <laughs> until pretty recently. Oh. I Yeah, I mean, I, I was doing some theater acting classes, like on-camera acting classes, here and there kind of during high school and college but I didn't do anything for like the longest time and then it was only in the last year that I was starting to look at voice acting as like oh you know this is this is something that I could do and still be able to use my you know acting muscles as as it were right so but I mean at the core of it I just love telling stories so you know, being able to do it through a different medium is, I mean, I just, I just love diving into the voice acting and see how things are a little bit different. And yet there is still at its core the same. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that so the storytelling aspect is going to be a very strong byline for the three of us. Um, being able to tell stories in our way and especially in voice acting is as the medium that we all have in common. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's really a strong point to, to remember. Um, I love being able to work with like-minded people that love storytelling. It, it just feels so good to see people that appreciate it, and not just in the way that I do through voice, but to see other aspects like Becca, you have your music. Chris, I see that you have your directorial in a way you have your directorial stuff, your editing, your, your producer brain. And it's fascinating to see the choices that you make as you're editing uh, some of the work that we've seen for Spire City Stories thus far. Right. Um, but hey, you're not off the hook, Chris. Mm -hmm. What got you into voice acting? Um, well, I, because I've hadn't, I didn't really have any previous 
um, experience in acting. I've always been kind of into performance. I've always done some kind of performance on stage and um, as I'm also a musician, so I've done I've been in, in bands performing on stage and things. Oh. So that's always been a thing, really. I've always um, been kind of done all sorts of different things um, uh, performing in front of crowds. So, yeah. But to, what actually got me into uh, voice acting was <clears throat> this. Because not long after I moved out into into to Spain, um, I went into a local uh, gaming shop and was talking to this she's this girl and she said that I sounded like a narrator. Um, oh. And I was like, really? Okay, maybe I should give that a try. So <laughs> I done. I yeah. I mean, I ended up. Uh, I went on to Casting Call Club, started doing some auditions. I auditioned for um, one of David's other um, projects as a narrator. Mm-hmm. And he, he initially brought me on as a narrator, but then ended up uh, swapping me out for somebody else. Um, but then I ended up having numerous other characters within the within his other project so uh, gotcha. I was happy just doing that and exploring these different characters as well and getting getting a chance like to try different accents and things it was it was good I think accents is probably one of the areas that uh, it's not necessarily like the bread and butter of the actor because there's a, so much more than that mm-hmm. but it's definitely the icing on the cake and it's an icing that I have yet to master. <laughs> um, at least for this chef, that was a really weird analogy, but it's going to stick. This is this is how we're doing this. Um, yeah, great. I think um, if I may, I'll answer this question as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what got me into voice acting? Um, really, it started in high school doing stage acting. I was a part of five productions back to back to back to back to back five separate productions, separate shows, separate plays that my crew was fantastic. And I don't know if it was idealized because I was in high school and everything seems so awesome and cool when you finally find your niche. But that experience stuck with me even after I stepped away from acting probably five years. Um, I got back into voiceover when I got into radio and I realized that with me as a kid, I would try and copy different voices that I heard in animated movies. Um, And I was told, wow, you're really good at that. Or like what you were saying, when I was uh, other situations outside of acting like church, I would offer some thoughts over the pulpit and people would be like, yo, you sound like you could like read the scriptures to us on an audio book. And I was like, ah, that's that's so sweet of you. It's, bless your heart kind of a thing. Like you have no idea what you're talking about, but the more that I heard them, the more that I realized, Oh, maybe I could. So I started experimenting. I got into radio. I started experimenting with how to do recording and how to control my voice better. And from there I merged my radio experience and my stage experience into, um, my voiceover experience where again, I started auditioning on a casting call club 
And I, my first production that I got a role on was actually at Eyes Destiny. It's a separate group, but and you can edit that name out as well. Um, <laughs> but for the sake of this production, we're focusing on that one. I feel like that was my first exposure, not just to voiceover, but my first exposure to you people. You guys are great. It's been so <laughs> fun people. to see. And to, yeah, you people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was not the right language words to use. Um, but you guys, better said. My it's first cool. interactions with you guys were on this other production. And I realized, whoa, there's other people that are doing this. And they're having fun, like I am. Yeah. So that's that's been my experience. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because that that's actually the first like big role that I was cast in too. So hey, go oh, figure. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it goes around. It goes around. Yeah, it's strange. It's um, like I find that the because in general the voiceover community is amazing. There's a lot of really nice people about, and they're willing yeah. to help with lots of stuff. But it's like you find with, with you guys, it seemed to have found like. A, a certain core group of people that uh, just um, just really enjoy spending the time with and just like having having talks with, um, yeah. sending messages, being like being really good friends with. Um, yeah, and that's You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> you guys are great. Man. I, I love, love you, you guys, guys so much. <laughs> Every last one of you. The two of us. <laughs> yes, every last two of you. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I gotta put that in my diary. <laughs> All right. Like your diary. Today I talk to my <laughs> friends. My friends love me. <laughs> I will never do that voice again, by the way. Um, oh, Hey, you still owe us a Pinkie Pie. I'm by totally the way. gonna. I'm totally gonna clip Don't that. Think I Holy crap! You're gonna bring that up now? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh! If that makes the blooper reel, if that makes the podcast, I will. Hey, I will pursue daily, you to Spain. <laughs> Stop it! No, you're not doing this. <laughs> my little daily. No. Pause. Pause. We're going to get back on track here because this train is derailed spectacularly. It's okay. too late. I am the, the conductor of this train. <laughs> Chris told me to run this. I'm trying to. Okay. 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 I'll take. We'll get back to my little daily later. Um, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So now that we are sufficiently derailed, let's bring things awkwardly back to center by asking another question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to hone in on Chris here. Uh Um, I want to pick your brain and figure out where the idea of Spire City stories came from. Tell me a little bit more about what the process was. What brought you to that idea? Okay. Well... Um, after spending four years, more or less, doing like uh, fan-based projects and uh, video game mods and um, existing IP things, that um, I found out that you know you're not really supposed to put those things on your on your CV on your resume. 
Right. So I was like, oh crap, now I have to start over from scratch. I have to start all over again uh, yeah. and get on some original projects. Mm. And so I was doing lots and lots of auditions and not getting so far, which is natural for this uh, industry right now, mm-hmm. since there's so many people. Um, and then I went on to uh, June Yoon's pod uh, is is AMA. It's Ask Me Anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so while I was watching that, there were some other people posing interesting questions, and I thought, oh, this is not. Why don't I ask him? Um, what uh, what advice he has to help me with with this like the current issue that I was having. And he said, create your own content. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's not a bad idea. And um, then he mentioned that um, you can do things that, you know, he says there's plenty of things that are public domain out there. You know, he said Shakespeare is public mm-hmm. domain. He said, you know, Romeo and Juliet, anybody can do that. And so that's where I thought, you know, that's that's kind of like grabbed onto me, and I was like, "Well, I could do Romeo and Juliet, but then I could make it my own and like take take it, borrow heavily from it, and do my own sort of take on it, and um, put it in a different setting and make some make some changes to make it so it's not so that it." it is still Romeo and Juliet, but it's also very different. Right. I mean, to that point, too, I don't know if you've had this curiosity, Becca. We've both been intrigued by the idea that this is a cyberpunk Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. But for you, was it for, for Chris, for you, as you were developing the idea, did you gravitate to that cyberpunk idea automatically or did you iterate it a couple times before you settled on that kind of a genre piece um well it was pretty much kind of a straight uh, that was my first idea um Mm -hmm. to do that and because i was inspired by um the by uh cyberpunk 2077 and um, oh yeah! Another uh, another uh, source of inspiration was um, a board game, but the company of which I'm not uh, going to mention because of their <laughs> copyright their laws. Ins- Names shall not be named. <laughs> I mean, before I would have done like give us a year or so ago, I would have done, but lately they have been so ridiculous with their IP. Right. That they go after anything or anybody, and they're like, "No, you must cease and desist." I'm like, yeah, "Okay, I'm right. not going to even mention their their name." But it's <laughs> yeah, there's a, a cyberpunk game where there are there's it's all about let's say it's all about gang warfare and okay and different houses type thing, and I was like, "Yeah, could yeah, that's, that's, natu- that's totally because naturally with the story." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. This is this has been awesome. Like I love being able to hang out with you guys. My little daily accepted. <laughs> um 
But I, I'm seriously, thank you so much for popping on and chatting with us. Do you have any other questions or things you want to learn about from us um, or from one another, I should say? Uh, go ahead and just ask the questions, I suppose. Uh, actually, I do have a question for Chris. Okay. Ooh, go um, for it. So my question is, because I know that you have had experience producing your own audio drama before. Um I don't know. Am, are we allowed to talk about what um, the project is? Or again, this is one of those uh, fan fiction things, and it's right from okay, it's it's it. from the same company, so it's probably okay. best. <laughs> I mean, you, you can ask me about it. I'll just be very vague when it comes no, no, to no, the script. Not specifically about this, but okay. So because you've had that experience mm-hmm. um, doing that audio drama. Is that what kind of prompted you to do Spire City then? Like, is, is a skill set that you'd already developed? Or how, um, how confident were you going into it? Well, I mean, with the other projects, I had... Uh, there was only one... It was the, the most recent episode that I actually produced. On the others, I was just voice acting, and we had, um, we had a specific uh, audio editor... He was also a voice actor, but uh, oh. and I took over the um, the audio editing for the, the the most recent episode, and so um, with the experience from that, you know, I found it was it was fairly easy. Again, knowing the uh, knowing my way around the the door that I have the DAW. Um, it gave me the experience to go, okay, maybe I can do this. Wow. So so before that, though, you hadn't done that before? The sound design and actually no. putting all the lines together and all that? Wow. wow. No. And that was the one that, so that we had Dale um, narrating for. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and You yeah. did a great job, Dale, by the way. Go stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's why I pulled him in as, as as narrator for this as well because just after hearing him on that, I was like, God, he's he's just so good. <laughs> Put now him in all the things, all the things. Stop it! <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Okay, um, Chris, did you have any other questions? Um, I possibly did. <laughs> but if I did, if I did, I can't remember. Um, that is totally cool. I mean, yeah, it's getting. I would say pretty late, but it's more like pretty early now. Getting, yeah, it getting, is. It is exceedingly uh, early for you. So. Twenty twenty to five a.m. So, wow, you were such a trooper. <laughs> Thank you for gracing us. Um, you know what? I think this is as good a spot as any to say. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time we find you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to be bringing you Spire City Stories in the next few days and weeks. Um, Be on the lookout. I believe we're releasing these in little tiny bingeable packets. So you'll have like, maybe you can tell us more about that, Chris. The the plan is to release the first three chapters as Act 1 in drop them all at the same time in the, within the next couple of weeks 
Um, and after that, we were going to release each uh, episode one at a time. Because then it would leave Beautiful. us six episodes and it would give us, uh, take a bit longer to do and easier for people to listen to once they've binged the first three. Gotcha. Hopefully want them That's even smart. more. You're so yeah. smart. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of both worlds, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can binge and then we're going to make you... And then we're going to make you wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just think yeah, about we're, it we're for devious. the next week. Oh yeah, because exactly. episode three ends really nicely. <laughs> yeah, I, I just heard the audio. We're we're on the same Discord to work on this project together, and hearing the performances from everybody has just been awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, there's yeah. just so much incredible talent on this show. It's it's unreal. <laughs> yeah, we hope to be able to bring some other. At some point, we hope to bring on other members of the cast to introduce you and to give you an idea of who we are. But for now, we're so glad to have spent this time with you. We're looking forward to sharing the stories of Spire City in the next little while. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. Go ahead and say your goodbyes. Hey, All right. Thanks night. for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Good morning. Good afternoon, as I've said, but especially you, Chris. Good morning. <laughs> Please get some sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've earned it. Yeah. Well, I need to be up in a few hours as well, so... <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, no. Yeah. Go get a nap. Yeah. yeah. Just a quick cat nap. Yeah. Yep. And then I'll go back to bed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. All right. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for having us. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having us. It's been so good to visit. Sleep good, <laughs> yeah. my friend. Bye. Okay. Good night. Good night. Morning. Bye. Good morning. Bye. You find your dad. <laughs> Stop, I'm gone. (laughs) Wow, he did not like that. All All right. Get some sleep. Are you in the mood for a good laugh? (laughs) Or maybe a good scream? How about some childlike wonder? Or a thought provoking mystery? Then get your ears ready for a treat, because the Mutual Audio Drama Network presents shows every day for your enjoyment. Each day is a different genre featuring the talents of a huge pool of audio drama masters. Oh, and some clever comedy creators as well. (laughs) Subscribe to the Mutual feed and get them all, or choose the genres you really love. You'll find the Mutual Audio Network at all your favorite places, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, EarBuddies, Podcast-O-Rama, Casting Call, Podcast, and wherever quality shows are found. Okay, I made a few of those up. Or simply go online to MutualAudioNetwork.com. And of course, it's all free. free. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Listen and imagine together. Maintaining social distancing, of course.